This is the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast with Rachel Spencer. Listen in each week for tips on ways to win media coverage and create content to make sure your pet business stands out from the competition. Hi, and thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the podcast where I'm doing a spotlight on Karen Rhodes from Luxury Dog Hampers. Karen has got such a great story to tell because she started out with a dog walking business and then she was watching a TV show one day. You'll have heard me talk about Karen if you're a regular listener. She was watching a TV show about Fortnum and Mason and she decided that she would create the same thing for dogs. So she went out and created luxury dog hampers. She also did it because she wanted to take care of her elderly dog Bailey and sadly Bailey passed away in lockdown but the business carries on and thrives in his memory and it's such a lovely legacy as well that Bailey's memory is being honoured by lots of dogs having lovely treats and being pampered and having these gorgeous hampers. So in this episode Karen talks about how she went from having a service-based business to launching a product business and all of the bumps in the road along the way. She talks about what it was like to lose her dog who had inspired her business in lockdown and how she coped when the orders went through the roof. She also talks about how press coverage has helped her so from being featured in her local press when she first launched to being in GQ magazine which was just huge and still brings sales to her every single week on her website. You're going to get loads of brilliant advice and insights on what it's like to get your pet business in the press and the impact it can have. And Karen also shares a really simple 10 minute a day strategy that she uses to get publicity in huge outlets from the Metro to the Daily Mail to the Daily Mirror and loads of other huge media outlets, which I know you would love to learn more about being featured in. So I'm now going to hand over to Karen. It's a great episode. I hope you enjoy it and do go and check Karen out as well. I'll put all the links to her website and all of her social media handles in this episode show notes. So now on for the main part of the show. So hi Karen, thanks so much for joining me on the show. I'm really excited to be chatting to you about your awesome pet business. Hi Rachel, thanks for having me. Oh no, it's really great to have you here. So can you start, first of all, by telling us a little bit about your background and what you do and how you came into the pet industry in the first place? Yeah, sure. So uh, I'm Karen. I'm the founder of Luxury Dog Campers. And I've been in the pet industry for quite some time now, but not because of Luxury Dog Campers. I actually started off as a dog walker. I think that was back in 2014. It's quite some time ago, maybe a bit earlier than that. Um, but I just finished as a foster carer and I wanted to spend more time at home with my dog and I thought what a great idea to actually be in the outdoors and get some exercise at the same time I'd be a dog walker and so I did that. Uh, Sadly my own dog Bailey became quite elderly quite soon after doing that and because I used to take him out on the walks with me it wasn't really an option to take him anymore because he was getting really slow and he was struggling. He also started to go deaf as well. So I decided I would find another way to make some money to earn a living. And um, I was watching a programme about Fortnum and Mason. And I was just sat there on the sofa with Bailey. I did a quick Google search and I Googled luxury dog campers and nothing came up. So I thought, oh, that'd be a great way to be able to stay at home with Bailey and also to earn a living. So the very next day, I actually bought the domain name for Luxury Dog Campers, and that's how it started. 
Wow, no, I absolutely love this story. So um, it's a because I always talk about light bulb moment stories, and your your one is like the ultimate light bulb moment. It's it's just such a great example. So how did you go from watching the telly, seeing Fortnum and Mason, thinking I'm gonna I'm gonna do that, but I'm gonna do it for dogs, um, and making it all kind of come together? Can you tell me about how how you went from having that idea to bringing it to fruition? Um, to where you are today like where did you where start let's start at the beginning where did you how did you go about just setting up the brand I guess so I probably did what um a lot of business experts would tell you not to do I just I didn't do any research at all I just had this idea and I just knew in the back of my mind that it'd be really good and I ran with it so I, I didn't have any money I think I had about 150 pounds that I could put towards it because I knew having a business already that you need probably lots of cash to to set this up so what I did is I bought a couple of hampers from Amazon I also bought some really random treats nothing like I sell now in my hampers and uh, I sold them on Facebook they proved to be really popular so I decided to go all in and purchase lots of hampers and then research all the stock to go in it and that's how it started basically Oh, no, I love it. It's just such a brilliant story. So how did it work like with your website and getting getting the word out there? So I know you bought the domain name like that that night, but how did you go about getting, um, you know, bringing, getting luxury dog campers out there and getting people to find out about it? So I did had a DIY website to start with. It was nothing special. In fact, it's quite awful. My uh, photography skills aren't the best in the world. But I immediately set up all the social channels. So I had a Facebook page. I got the name for Twitter and Instagram. I even set up a YouTube channel as well. Uh, I basically just started off by plugging it on Facebook. Okay. And then what, when you were plugging it on Facebook, what kind of responses were you getting from people? Um, what, you know, what was the kind of feedback, I guess, from people who were seeing what you were doing and people who were getting the hampers? I had really good feedback. I was lucky because I had the backstory and people liked the idea that I'd set up this business so I could be a stay-at-home dog mum. Uh, I think people really liked the fact that I'd chosen to change careers for my dogs. Uh, they also liked the fact that I was researching all the bits I put in there and that uh, Bailey was my tester as well because I used to put little photographs and videos of him trying all the different treats and playing with the toys and things. Oh, and such a lovely thing to do for for a senior dog as well. Um, you know, it's just such a special thing for. I can see why it did so well online because it's really heartwarming, isn't it? And your whole backstory, doing what you did for Bailey, and and I remember, I remember because when we first started working together, that was around that it was around the beginning of when you first launched, wasn't it? And yeah, the stories about Bailey's treat testing and the videos and photos and stuff that you would share was was. Um, yeah, just really heartwarming um, because we all love our dogs. We all want to spend more time with them, don't we? Especially when they're older as well. And I know when I first met you, I'd not long lost my old dog. So it really, your story really resonated with me because, you know, as, as a senior dog mum, that time is really precious, isn't it? And being able to spend that time with him and be able to keep going as a small business. It's, you know, it's just such a, such a fascinating story, isn't it? Oh, it's amazing. Yes. And, uh, I actually lost Bailey in the first lockdown, the first of April. So it was touch and go whether I was going to continue with this business. Yeah. As I've set it up 
for him, basically, so I could and live in and be at home for him. Um, but yeah, I, I decided to, to plow on. I'm glad I did now. Okay, so I'm going to rewind a little bit and go back to um, when we first met, actually, and when you came and did my um, my free five-day challenge. It was the first one that I ever did um, and how you went about getting press coverage. So can you tell us a little bit about that as well, Karen? Yeah, sure. Well, I actually came across you quite some time ago. I think we first met at one of Dom's seminars and I purchased your book as well. So uh, I don't know what happened, but I saw you a while later on the Facebook group and I saw the free challenge and I thought, well, it's, it's free. There's nothing to lose. So I just went for it. Okay, and you, so you did the challenge, and I remember actually because you, you, I always give prizes away in the challenge, and you were one of my winners, um, and won a, you won the Janet Diary, didn't you? Um, I did. And then you were one of the one of the first group that took the leap of faith and came and did my program, which I'm still so well. I've, I'll always be grateful that you did that because that you know that that first program I didn't really know what I was. I did, I knew what I was doing, but I didn't know what I was doing when it came to putting a program together and you guys were such a brilliant group and took that leap of faith so I'm just so thankful but can you tell us about how you went so you did the challenge and then you signed up with me and then how you went about getting press coverage and what um you know starting from the beginning really from the first piece of press that you had and how that all worked and what what it was like chatting to the journalists and all those things yeah well it was it was a no-brainer really after winning the the challenge I actually had a success during the five-day challenge I think it was um it was your dog magazine. I got in their Christmas gift list. Yeah, things to buy your dogs at that Christmas. That was fantastic. So it was a no-brainer, really, signing up to your your membership after having that success. Um, it was really good because I had no idea how to chat to journalists, and uh, I didn't know what press release was. I didn't know what pitch was, um, and I just found it all a bit daunting. I thought they were all a little bit scary, but. Uh, after working with you for some time, I discovered they weren't. And it was actually quite easy to get in the press, providing you followed your instructions. Brilliant. Okay. So you did, so you had the Your Dog magazine, uh, the, I think it was Your, your Dog or Dog's Monthly magazine piece. And then I remember um, being on the course and you were one of the first people to send off something locally and get a, get a yes. And I remember us having a, having a bit of a call beforehand, before the interview. So can you tell us, I think that was your light bulb moment story, wasn't it? So can you tell us about um, getting some local press and what that was like? Yeah, it's quite easy. I used that's something we've worked on together. And I sent off a pitch to East Anglian Daily Times about my light bulb story and how I started Luxury Dog Campers. And I received, a, I think it was just a couple of days later, I received a thank you from the journalist and they printed it immediately. And so that was really good I've had um that was the second success and that that was pretty much I think the first week I joined your membership yeah fabulous okay so since then fast forward to where we are now which is like two two and a bit years on nearly two and a half years on actually which is just crazy how fast it's gone but can you I know you've had a lot of coverage so can you tell us about some of the some of the places where you and luxury dog campus have been featured Oh my goodness, my list is is long. I actually had to write it down the other day to remember, but um, I've been in Your Dog, Dog Monthly, The Sun, The Mirror. Uh, I've been in World of Interiors. I've been in The Mail, Sunday Express. Um, one I'm most proud of actually is GQ Magazine because they approached me after seeing, the, I'm assuming after seeing all the coverage I've had. They approached me and 
in the last couple of days, also Metro as well. I'm sure I'm missing lots out, but I've had multiple articles in some of these publications. Brilliant. Um, so the GQ magazine one that was that was last Christmas, wasn't it? And that was yeah. amazing. It was um, it was a roundup of like luxury luxury it was a luxury gift guide for luxury Christmas gift guide wasn't it and you were in there which was just awesome and um and I guess I guess people who are thinking of getting press coverage and when we think about all the other things that we can do to promote our businesses and we're in such a great you know we're in such a great time aren't we when it comes to getting our, our stuff out there we've got our website social media all these different things but when it comes to press coverage often I feel like I really want you know I can see the value in it but I think it's really good to hear from small businesses who've had it and, and seen the impact so rather than me talk about it <laughs> so oh, definitely so can you tell us about like what the impact has been of being in the press and having those those um having those kind of really prestigious things like being in the GQ magazine feature and being in your dog how does that impact on on sales and you know traffic to your website and getting people into your world I guess that's what people want isn't it so tell us about the impact on that yeah, it's, it's been that huge, especially GQ. Um, if you look at your stats, if you look at Google Analytics, I can actually see people clicking through to it. I mean, this this Christmas, that was my highest rate of traffic was coming from last year's GQ magazine article. So people are still looking at it. And if you've got a link online, providing they keep the link there, it's there forever. Yeah. Um, and it's got all the relevant Google keywords in as well so people can uh, it'll always be found um I received lots of emails from people that have seen it and I think the more you're in the press as well the more sort of prestigious your brand is and the more you're like to get pushed up Google and uh, I think if you're seen everywhere it's like when you see something on TV isn't it begin to build trust as well if the the likes of GQ are are advertising your your business yeah I mean it's a big one isn't it GQ it's it's just a fantastic bit of press to get. So, so I was so excited when you when you told me that it, it was on there when it was live. It was just brilliant. Um, now I also know as well because we work together really closely. You're one of my um, one of my mastermind clients and private coaching clients as well. But I know all the other graph that you put in. So, yes, you get the press coverage, but you've also got you know you work really hard on social media. You've got a brilliant website, gorgeous, gorgeous website. You work on email marketing and lots of other different things. So can you tell us about, um, because I like to I like to kind of try and focus on this as well. It's not just, there's no, there's never going to be just one thing that's going to make your business like really successful. It's about bringing all these different things together, isn't it? So can you tell us a little bit about that? And I guess about the customer journey. So they discover, they might, your customers or clients might discover you in one place. And then you're really good, I think, at, capturing that interest and moving them along towards the sale I know some people will just come and buy your luxury dog campus straight away but I know that you I think that you do a really good job of of nurturing and moving people closer to you so tell us a little bit about how you go about that yeah sure I think if you've got a story you're you're most of the way there and the thing is not to be too clever in your marketing it's just be yourself yeah and once you've got a piece of writing you just need to run with that. So my light bulb moment was basically how how I started and how I do all my marketing. So I'm always talking about Bailey. Uh, I'm always talking about how I like to, like to treat him like royalty and my new dogs, Bertie and Arthur, how I treat my, them like royalty and they're very spoiled now. 
So I think as long as you're true to yourself and you're not doing anything fancy, um, it's, it's dead easy, really. Once you've got the copy there, you can use it in your blogs, you can use it in your PR, you can use it in your Facebook, Instagram posts. Um, it's, it's dead simple. And I think the base for it really was discovering you and getting on my PR because I'm still using the same materials I did when I first started with you. Obviously, things move along, things change. But uh, yeah, just stick to your story. Yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? Because you've had, um, I know you, particularly with product businesses, um, they think, oh, I've just got to get my product and gift guides or roundups and that kind of thing. And I know you've done really well by sharing personal stories, haven't you? So you're in the Metro. Um, we're recording this in January 2022. Um, and you're in the Metro at the weekend with that story about the Pope basically saying that people who don't have children and have dogs instead are selfish. Um, yeah. And I think your personal story has worked for so many different angles, hasn't it? But tell us about, tell. I know we've got the Pope story, obviously, but tell us about some of the other angles that you've shared when it comes to um, your your brand and your personal story, some of the other ways that you've you've talked about what it is that has led you to where you are today. Yeah, sure. I mean, um, people think that they're nosy, aren't they? They want to know about you. They also want to know who they're buying from so they can they can sort of know, like, and trust them. Uh, so I always share personal stories I want to share. I mean, I don't believe you have to bear all, but just giving little snippets of your life is really useful. Um, I use Twitter quite a lot I'm on there every day and I'm always looking for the different journal requests and what they're looking for and if there's something I can share that I've experienced in my life that might be useful to other people and um, for example I think it was last year maybe the year before I shared my IVF journey and that resonated with a lot of people and of course if they're interested in the story they'll look you up and then they'll they'll see what you do so it's not just about banging on about your brand, bye, bye, bye. If you're sharing personal stories and people are interested, they'll automatically gravitate towards you mm -hmm. and then look you up online. Yeah. Yeah, it's a really good point, actually, particularly with um, with stories like your IVF journey. And I know there's been yourself and Kate Taylor from Dotty for Pause um, shared a similar story as well. And I think that connection um, that you build from something like that can be really powerful. Um, and not in a, you know, buy my hamper or sign up for my doggy directory kind of way, just in a, you know, this person has a story to share and, and you know, we've got something in common. And then people, you know, you're on that person's radar. You've had that connection because of your personal story. And then, you know, they follow you. They might follow you on social media. They might join your newsletter and they just, well, you know, they're aware of you and, that might mean they might buy one of your hampers as a gift or they might tell one of their friends who's looking for a doggy gift to go and to go and have a look and go and check you out and it's just really opening your mind to different ways of of people finding out about you and different ways to being visible isn't it oh, absolutely if you think about the big global brands as well other than their startup story their founder story you don't really hear much from them so I think people like to find out who's behind the business and it's not just your words as well. I think people need to see you as well. So sharing your, your picture as well is really important because I like to see who I'm buying for, from. I don't know about you. Oh, definitely. And oh my gosh, well, I know you'll know this, Karen, because we work really closely, but I feel like people are going to be sick of the sight of my <laughs> face at the moment because I've just been launching my challenge and I feel like I've done loads of video and loads of oh, loads of just everything. But then, you know, I guess the more people see of you, the 
the more they can either decide that they want to work with you or buy your thing or decide that they don't want to <laughs> see you anymore so I think it is really important and actually like sometimes when we we you know we are small businesses aren't we but I guess we want to grow but I think keeping that that kind of intimacy and keeping you out there rather than becoming some big faceless thing is is really important isn't it oh absolutely yes yeah so so I just wanted to go back to something that you said earlier on um, about losing Bailey and I know it was a really really difficult time and it also happened at the start of lockdown as well and at the beginning of really like quite early on in in your luxury dog camper business so I know you talked earlier about, you know, thinking, do I keep going? What do I do? What, what, you know, how did you, how did you get through that time, I guess? And yeah. Yeah. How did you get through it? Oh, it was, it was a struggle. Yeah. Because everyone being locked down, we couldn't go out. I think it was, you could go out for an hour a day or something like that. Um, And I knew straight away, uh, it's a bit different for different people, but I knew straight away I needed another dog in my life. Um, I couldn't be about a dog at all. So what I did was I actually, I think a week or two weeks later, I saw a little dog that needed fostering. So I grew to foster her and she ended up staying with me for just two weeks before she found her forever home. And I enjoyed it so much. She gave me a reason to get up in the morning and to go out and do my exercise as well. And I knew I was responsible for this other little life. So I think that's what got me through it really. Um, yeah, so sadly, she left after two weeks, and the very same day, I found a Bertie, who was a six-week-old border collie puppy, and he came from rescue. So I had to wait a couple of weeks for him, but I was I was really lucky. So I had something to look forward to. Um, so that's how I got through it. I I got another dog. Oh, I remember you getting Bertie and him being a tiny little puppy, and you sharing mm-hmm. his photo, and and obviously we'd you know we we I say we like the group that we'd been in um doing the course we'd obviously been devastated for you losing um losing Bailey but then seeing seeing another little dog come into your world it was it was brilliant um and yeah like you say it's such a difficult time as well and our dogs really did help us get through the lockdown didn't they I did yes I mean nothing will take away the fact that Bailey was my first and I'll always miss him but um yeah, just having another little life to care for, I think, is what got me through it all. Yeah, absolutely. So tell us about what it was like when it came to your business during the lockdown. Um, and, um, and did I mean, did it impact on your sales? What I guess you had more time, I guess, to, um, to talk about your business and do all the marketing and all of the things that we do to get our businesses out there. But what was, what kind of impact did it have like because the supply chain was hit obviously everyone's at home there was so much going on but also people buying dogs as well so what was it like for you when it came to the hamper business in the first lockdown oh goodness Rachel it was ridiculous Uh, I think with the fact that the shops had closed as well to begin with it was driving people online yeah I think eventually the pet shops did open because of the class in central but I basically had a pick of the market people were coming online um, I did have some issues with supply chains, but I managed to get around that. I couldn't actually get hold of any hampers, which was a bit of a problem, seeing as my business was built around hampers. Um, but I did manage it. I managed to get some gift boxes. And I think I probably had my best year last year because of lockdown. So um, I would have liked to spend a lot more time online talking about my business, but I was 
busy selling. So that that was really good for me. Yeah, yeah, because I think pe- people were getting dogs, weren't they? And 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 looking for gifts, and you know, your your product was the answer to everything, wasn't it? Like your puppy hampers, for example, have got the um, easy peasy puppy squeezy book in, and the perfect puppy tools, and all of those dif- uh, tools or toys. You know what I mean, don't you? And all yeah. of those different things. So it was such a great um, product for for new dog owners. Um, so that was the first lockdown, and I know um, from working really closely with you, there's been a lot of things that have happened, particularly over the last twelve months, that have, have really moved your business forward um, from changing your website having gorgeous photo shoots um get doing a little bit of outsourcing so tell us about that so tell us about like you've gone from two years ago two and a half years ago having 150 quid and doing your best with what you had to where you are now tell us about that journey and and what you've um and you know what you've done over the past I guess 12 months to really kind of elevate your brand and make it what you dreamed of at the beginning Sure. Yeah. I mean, I had a, I had a dream anyway. I had a vision and I knew all along what I wanted. I wanted a really uh, amazing website that people would think, wow, as soon as they looked at it. Yeah. And um, it was important for me to outsource all the bits and pieces that I knew wasn't really my strength. So things like photography, I was taking pictures on my smartphone before. And um, I think if you've got a little product, something you can put in a light box, you can make it look good. But that's something I couldn't do in my hampers. I wanted, um, I wanted a big, bold background, and I wanted to be recognised for my brand colours. So for me, it was important to outsource it and get the professionals to do that. So I did that. I booked a photo shoot. I had all my products photographed and had lifestyle shots as well. Um, I also had my website copy outsourced by lovely Ricky as well. Yeah. Uh, she wrote my whole website, which because, and because I've told the same story throughout my brand, uh, like my light bulb moment and why I do what I do, it was easy for her to go in and do all the writing for me and just uh, judge it up a little bit as well and uh, make it a little bit more user-friendly and for Google to pick it up also. So that was good. She did that for me. And um, also had a brand new website built as well, which, again, is something that's user friendly. Mine was really clunky. It wasn't focused on the images before. And I wanted the whole journey to be based on um, beautiful visuals. That's what it is now. And you don't have to go searching all over the place to find what you want. It's it's there straight in front of you. Yeah. Yeah. So that that was that was my journey, basically. And it's um, since 2019 I think the brand has come a long way and it's I'm really proud of it now I'm at the point where I'm really really happy and I I can't think um what I'd need to change in the future brilliant okay um yeah your website does look does look amazing and I know it's it's a big project isn't it but it does look absolutely fantastic and I know that you've also again I sound like you're a stalker don't I but I know from seeing you <laughs> post and the message that we've had and stuff about the, the increase in traffic as well do you want to tell us a bit about that actually Oh my goodness. I think I screenshotted it the first week. Yeah. My traffic was up about 400% on the previous year. And I think that's because I had someone help me with a copy. So the all the targeted keywords were in where they needed to be. And um, yeah, and I think all the a combination of the press coming together and the radio interviews I've had, it's just, just everything all, all came together at the right time. and. Uh, yeah, I'm really, I'm really proud of it. It's been, it's been incredible. 
no it has it's and it's just great to see everything you know great to see you doing so well and as you say having a brand that you can be proud of as well because that makes a huge difference doesn't it and when it comes to putting putting you out there um so the other thing I wanted to talk about briefly as well is about the outsourcing and getting help like I am guilty of this myself for many many years like I've talked about this before but really I was like a freelance for 12 years and I never got any help from anywhere like I just used to muddle through everything on my own and I'd start new things and then when they didn't work out or when there was a bit of a bump in the road I'd give up Um, and it was only actually when I got help and got a bit of support and joined I joined Janet Murray's program her like her membership program and then I I worked with her as a one-to-one client in her mastermind but it was only actually getting that help that really helped me keep going um and, and move you know move my business forward and then I did other things like you know I had Rosie do my website and then I've done the podcast I have a bit of help with that so I know sometimes when we've got a small business we can think oh we can't justify having help with social media or we can't justify hiring a copywriter or we can't do this we can't do that and we should do it all but you've just talked about how having you know outsourcing and having help has really helped you and and showing the impact, like, you know, your sales, your best year of sales, a 400% increase in traffic to your website, That's that shows that that this stuff works, doesn't it? So if anyone is listening and thinking, oh, I don't, I want help, but I don't think, I don't know if I can justify it, what would your advice be to them? Sure. I mean, don't, don't break the bank if you can't afford it, don't do it. But yeah. I think if that you're struggling, you'll find it will pay off in the long run. Uh, my original website I've done myself. English isn't my strong point and my grammar was probably terrible and I think when you look at a website like that it's hard to take the business seriously so for me it's really important to get the basics right to having Ricky do my copy was essential but all I did was I put a little away each week from my sales and I reinvested that into the business so um, I think the copy was the first thing that happened and then I had my photography done which is way better than anything I could do on a smartphone looking for a good professional you don't have to have everything done if you can do it yourself and it can be done to a professional standard that's fine but I think it's important that you do get at least a couple of headshots um some product shots done by a professional that you can use in the media that that would be a good idea um and also having a website that is user-friendly is essential as well because people are going to if it's not people are going to click on your website and they're going to they're not going to bother they're not going to go any further if it's hard to navigate they're just going to click off and go somewhere else so I think especially if you're an online business it's important to get those basics right Um, but going forward if if you're struggling with things and it's something you can outsource I do recommend it Um, I had a lady that does my social media and it's invaluable I think I could spend hours absolutely hours messing around with Canva trying to do pretty little posts and by outsourcing that, it frees up my time to go and do something else. So it's really important, I think, if you can afford it, outsource as much as you can. Yep. Yeah, and don't feel guilty about it either. I started um, when it came when it came to outsourcing. I have Sophie, who's who's the, my VA, and she's helped me from right at the beginning. Um, and that was my first thing that I outsourced. And then I have some help with the podcast. So I've got a, somebody who edits the podcast for me, Tommy's brother. He does that. And then last year I got um, Kim to help me with the social media for the podcast. And then I've now got Alison from House of Henry who does my social media graphics for me, because like you've just said, 
I could spend ages faffing around on Canva and they'd look rubbish. Whereas Alison does them for me and they look so much better and it saves me loads and loads of time. So, um, so that makes a massive difference. Um, so tell us about if, if I know you've had a lot of, you've I know you've, I don't like, I know I said this earlier, but I, I don't ever want to kind of give the impression that just one thing transformed your business. Cause I, I know that it didn't, you've talked about loads of different things that you've done here. Um, done over the years from social media to copywriting to photography to you know just all the different things to get you out there but um obviously the focus of this podcast is getting press coverage um and getting in the media so what I would love to hear from you is what your thoughts are if somebody's thinking is getting in the media worthwhile for me what would your what would your advice be for them Oh, I definitely think it's worthwhile. It's definitely elevated my brand to beyond what what I'd imagined. Um, 100% recommend it because especially if you get an online link, it's it's going to be evergreen as well. People will always be able to find you online. And if you've got an e-commerce business like me, it's it's a no-brainer, basically. Even if you have a service-based business, uh, if people are giving you a backlink, it'll always be there and you'll always find it. And um, I think... When you're in the press as well, people trust you. Even if you're in the print press, people will see it. They may look you up online as well. So uh, just keep, keep plugging away at trying to get media. I think it will really elevate your brand. Thank you. No, that's really, really good to hear because I know it's all very well me saying it, but hearing it from somebody <laughs> who's who's had the, the fruits of it is always good, isn't yeah. it? Um, okay, so I guess... The final thing that I would love to ask you is what's next for Luxury Dog Campers? I know you've, you're always coming up with gorgeous new ideas um, and I love, absolutely love seeing what you do. So what's next for your hamper business? Oh, I'll tell you what, there's Valentine's Day coming up soon, Rachel. I think definitely some hampers for the four-legged love of your life. Definitely. Oh, I love it. <laughs> brilliant okay yeah that's what's next for us okay lovely okay and then final thing promise this will be the final thing (laughs) um if you had to share if if you had to share any tips with anyone any small business owner for getting press coverage what would they be uh i would say spend about 10 20 minutes a day on twitter having a look at journal requests um, if you put in hashtag journal request, then a space, and then type in your area, area of expertise, so dogs, you will find a whole list of people, uh, of journalists wanting to talk to you. And they're not scary either. Just send them a direct message or reply to their tweets, and you never know. You could be in the paper the same day. Brilliant. Okay. And also, I know you said before, but just keep plugging away, I think, is, a, is another another big Definitely. one isn't it? not being disheartened yeah but yeah don't be disheartened I mean sometimes I can I know I work really hard on my publicity but sometimes I can go a month two months with lots of no's come back or you don't hear a reply from a journalist but um I think I said to you the other day my, my PR is a bit like waiting for a bus yeah. I'll get nothing for ages and then I'll have sort of two or three different journalists come back to me saying they'd like to hear my story so yeah just keep plugging away and don't be disheartened if you get a no it's not going to be for everybody but there'll be someone out there that wants to hear your story definitely no that's so good and um yeah just brilliant brilliant advice there 
Karen, it's been so lovely chatting to you and so brilliant seeing all of the things that you've done over the past two and a half years that we've worked together. I can't believe it's been so long, but it's just been <laughs> lovely um, seeing, yeah, just seeing everything that you do. So can you tell us about where people can find out more about you and Luxury Dog Campus? Sure, yeah. Have, and have a look at my website. I'd love to hear your thoughts about it as well. But it's www.luxurydogcampus.co.uk. And uh, I'm on all the socials as well. If you look up Luxury Dog Campers, um, you should be able to find me. Uh, I'm the one in the bright yellow all the time. <laughs> Brilliant. OK. And I will put all of the links to Karen's website and the social media um, platforms in the show notes for this website, uh, for this website, for this episode. So if you're listening on an app, then swipe up and you'll find them. And if you're on my website, just scroll to the end of the blog post that this podcast is on and you'll be able to go and connect with Karen there. Um, Karen, thank you so much for joining me on the show. It's been awesome talking to you and wishing you every success for the next stage of Luxury Door Campus journey. Oh, no, thank you, Rachel. It's been great. Thanks for having me on. Oh, thank you. Thank you for listening to the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast. For more free resources and ways to promote yourself as a pet entrepreneur, visit www.publicityforpetbusinesses.co.uk.